Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Raising the Bar podcast, Sheep Dip. My name is Paul Warriner, Associate Trainer with Raising the Bar, with Chris Farnsworth, one of the founding directors. Hello, Chris. Hi, Paul. How are you? Very well, indeed. Chris, today I want to talk about a little subject that we don't really address, but we comment on all, all the time, and that is the subject matter of asking questions. How people ask questions, do they ask questions, why they don't ask questions. So, Chris, from your perspective, when does all that start in the day? Well, the interesting thing is, as you well know, Paul, we start with a, a video briefing of the exercise where the shepherd goes out with the dog and very rarely do you ever get interrupted. The information is coming towards them and they're taking it all in. It's very enjoyable. It's always nice to watch the shepherd working with the dog. And I always say to the people is, is stop me at any time. As soon as the question comes up, don't wait to the end, just ask straight away. And I'm always amazed in that five minute briefing, five or 10 minutes it is, that nobody ever asks any questions. And that, Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is, Chris? I'm not sure, actually. I think it's possibly because there's a lot of information coming towards them. They're enjoying what they're watching and they don't want to interrupt it. So they're being very polite. You know, they're not in a questioning mood, possibly. I'm going to make a wild assumption here, but I don't think it's too wrong, that probably none of the delegates that come on one of our events have done this before, have they? A few might have some experience with sheep, but 90% would, as you rightly say, wouldn't have had any experience. So they so think the questions would be more relevant to be upfront, you know? Yeah, so it's not like they've done this before and they know exactly what they've got to do. So it's a brand new experience, and yet one five-minute video is briefing them, and that's enough for them to take it on. They feel that. So the question you have to ask is, is what gives them all that confidence when none of them know anything about it? So there's the question, isn't it? So why don't they ask questions when this is a brand new experience? Have they had all the information that they need? Generally, no. So is it fear? Is it not wanting to look silly in front of colleagues? Or is it because your video is so brilliant? I, I do agree. It is a brilliant video. They don't stop to question. They get carried away with the ease and the professionalism of the shepherd and the dog easily achieving the target which is getting the sheep in the pen. Do you think that this is something that's symptomatic of the individuals in the workplace that they don't ask questions at the critical times they don't have enough information to make good decisions or do you think it's just in this one little instance they're in the field they've had a brief and they think they know enough or do you think it is the same in their work life? I think it's very much the same in their work life. They, they just do what they're told, or if it's given with enough enthusiasm and passion, they will follow. You know, that, that infectious enthusiasm yeah. will, will take 90% of people with you. Even if you go, look, it's a good idea to set light to this, they'll all come and watch. Nobody, few people will say, well, actually, we should think about this. We might need it for later. So. Your enthusiasm, the excitement of the day, the fun element, the gung-ho approach is enough to get them going. And they're making a lot of assumptions at this point, aren't they? Very much so. They, 
my heart sinks when you walk out to the field and you hear the conversation and they're going, well, sheep are stupid and this won't take us very long. You know that this group is going to really struggle because the underestimation of the sheep is, is, is a bad move. Well, they've had the briefing. Then what kind of questions do you hear, do you get as you get into the field? The interesting thing is uh, there's two groups, if you like. The, the group who says, right, we need a shepherd to control us. And the other group does it by simply decide that everybody can do their own thing and the sheep will end up in the pen. So we don't need, I mean, I'm being flippant here, I think, but some of the questions I've heard are, do I need to wear wellies? Um, you know, is it going to be cold? Do you think it's going to rain? And there's some really practical questions, but generally there's not a lot of questions about, has this been done before? How easy it is? What have others done? How quickly could you do it? You know, how many sheep have we got to work with? Is there a dog, et cetera, et cetera. And you think, well, I'm gobsmacked that they've just had a quick brief and then they're off and they're going to tackle it. So what questions could they be asking as they gather for the exercise that could make the whole morning a new experience? I'm always surprised that nobody asks who's had any experience with any animals or any outdoor activity, who's here, even had a dog. Yeah. You know, because actually... You can always tell the dog walkers because they always got the right gear to wear. They don't even really assess. They they only do it by looking. You know, they don't really verbalise very much. They simply observe, but they, they internally analyse what they see. They don't share it amongst the group. I think we're coming quickly to the conclusion here and this was just a little slither of the day that the teams the the delegates aren't asking anywhere enough questions around the task at hand are they they don't ask enough good quality questions which is really important you see i i still feel the way you give good questions is if you're not getting the answers you want, then you have to ask better quality questions. I, I was taught that someplace. You've got to really think about what you're asking for. If I was given a task of dealing with an animal I've never met before, I would want to have 10 minutes just observing what the animal is doing, my customer is doing. Yeah. Where is it going? Right. Why has it moved this way? If I move that way, what does it do? What was its response? And actually, that's the part, the nugget they don't really get, is to going, how do I review and to ask good questions of how everybody perceives the challenge? So if this is symptomatic of how we all are, I think we create a very safe environment for questions to be asked. We know that this is generally a new experience for people. And I hear, have heard you say this, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions, no such thing as a silly question, and they still don't come up. So our tendency maybe as individuals is to just work with what we've got and we'll figure it out on the run. There is ample opportunity to ask these questions, but we don't. Now, if that's uh, symptomatic of what's happening in the workplace, when you're starting a new job, a new project, or you're just in the general flow of the day-to-day -day work, we are making 
a lot of assumptions all the time. Some of the assumptions are not the best ones. So, I mean, especially as I came from a London background, I came into farming, I asked a lot of what was perceived as silly questions. But as a consequence, I was challenging the, the norm. And yeah. I, I was one of the people who didn't feed concentrates to the sheep at lambing time. And that was like, whoa, what are you doing? You're going to get in sorts of trouble. But actually, I worked out that Dr. Greengrass was cheaper and better. In the beginning, not enough questions. After they've run their first exercise and had some experience, do the level of questions increase and does the quality get better? What's the experience you have? They don't get better. The, the, <laughs> the, the quality of question is, is around a theme but invariably they don't ask more searching questions. It's not until they're slightly prompted that they actually start to really think about what they're doing. I think one of the key questions that crop up from my observation is they start to question themselves and their yeah. ability. If they haven't had the rip-roaring success that they thought they were going to have, they start to doubt. But that doubt can be easier laid. And we see it, you know, why aren't they asking about the sheep? Why aren't they asking about the position of where they start and where they finish? Why aren't they asking about temperament, characteristics? And it's sometimes when you're observing, you can see, well, surely you should ask this question. You're always available. We're always available. And yet they just get on with it. So when you go up to somebody and you ask them how they're feeling about the exercise, they often say, oh, well, does anybody ever do this? But they don't want to share that with the group. So you ah, that's a very good point. One on one, they're happy to ask you a question, but they're not comfortable in asking simple questions to start with, even in the group scenario. Because they feel, in my opinion, they, they feel like they're going to let the group down. So if, they, if I came to the group and said, look, I don't think we've got a cat in hell's chance of getting these sheep in the pen. How would the group view that question? They'll go, well, that's not helpful. Mm -hmm. And rightly, it isn't helpful. But actually, from that question, you could ask, what would make it possible? Very good and, question. And then, so from a, a purely negative question, like saying, this, surely this is never going to happen. To, to a question which is just a few words different of actually going so what would make it possible so the reticence to ask questions in the group of not wanting to let the team members down or to seem silly or you know inadequate lack confidence in the full context of the day starts to inhibit the performance of the group now that must play out in the workplace and i'm pretty sure it's similar you know, people are just keeping their heads down, keeping going, doing what they know, doing what's safe. Not want to stick their head above a parapet and, you know, look, look a right chump or, you know, look silly or, you know, I haven't been paying attention. You know, what is it we're doing? But that ultimately plowing on doing the, what they perceive to be a good job is not necessarily heading in the right direction. And we see that play out all the time. Definitely, Paul. We see them playing the same plan over and over again, just starting from a different place in the field, but they just repeat the same plan over and over. And, and the thing is, at the end of it, they don't actually review it. They don't move on. They don't ask those better questions. So I think this little 
nugget, uh, this one word, questions, has huge impact on the performance of this particular task. Dare say, as we've said, can be reflected in the workplace too. And we do know that they get it in the end and we can build that team and we can get them to complete the task and achieve the success that they're planning. But the process of asking questions could get them there a lot quicker, could improve their experience of that particular process. So questions are vital, Chris. So we've talked about in previous ones, communication, adaptability, trust, all sorts of different aspects. How high do you rank the ability to ask, as you've said, good quality questions to the success of the exercise in the day? Oh, I'd, I'd rank that right up. The, the most important thing is to be able to observe and to question. Is It's got to be number one or number two. It's got to be right up there. Okay. And I think just one little thing could change everything. We... I think we even go through the process. Has anybody got any questions? Mm -hmm. You certainly asked that right after the first briefing. And then time and time again, even in the downtime during the lunch and the the gatherings and the coffee breaks, this informal questions always going on, banter and chat between, and they're reviewing it in an individual way in little groups, but there's no collective review and no collective gathering up of the questions to speak to the instructor, the expert, the shepherd. I think that's when the true leader will step forward because he'll be the one again, come on, let's just correlate all these ideas. Let's put this all together and let's let's actually ask an expert to, to, to sort of guide us in the right direction. I think there's one killer question which I don't want to give away in this particular in this podcast. There's one question that I know I hear people ask as they walk around and they participate in the exercise and it's a question we think well why don't they ask that one that's the intrigue that I want to leave this podcast on there is one question that I know people are dying to ask but they just don't ask it until potentially it's too late and I'm just looking at you Chris you're smiling away you probably know the question but for the benefit of those that are listening you really ought to experience this and if you want to find out how to ask good quality questions to achieve a result and by all means, check out Raising the Bar at www.raisingthebar.com and see if your team has the confidence and the ability to ask the right questions to get a job done. So, Chris, thank you very much indeed for all that insight. You're welcome, Paul. Thank you. Oh.